Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Josh Hallam, and you are listening to Just Films and That, the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated, underseen, or we perhaps just wanted to talk about them. Uh, this week's film is Passengers from 2016. So... Let's see what we reckon. So, Alice. <laughs> Passengers. I, already, I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but yeah. Passengers right, is a film that you have chosen for this week. It is. Yes, this is from yes. the year 2016 mm-hmm. AD. <laughs> there are spoiler warnings for this film. Mm-hmm. So... What is the film about, Alice? And why on earth did you pick it? So, Passengers is a sci-fi romance starring Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. So they're both passengers uh, on a spaceship. Inside. (laughs) There we go. They're moving 120 years away from Earth to a new planet. So to survive the voyage, everyone has to go into stasis. But Chris Pratt's character, Jim, wakes up too early after an asteroid hits the ship. So he spends a year alone knowing he's going to die there, then finally cracks and wakes up Jennifer Lawrence's character, Aurora, so he can have someone to live out his days with. So the reason that I picked this film... So when it very first came out, I remember I watched the trailer... And then I watched the film and I remember thinking that, oh, I feel like the trailer actually didn't quite capture what the film's about. And I thought that was quite surprising. So then I wanted to kind of revisit it, I guess, and see like, oh, well, let me see if, you know, if I still feel that way. I know that it didn't do very well when it came out and a lot of people had some quite mean things to say about it. So I guess I'm. I went into this initially thinking that it may be underrated, but that I also wanted to revisit it. Uh, what about you, Josh? Had you seen Passengers? So I remember this coming out. I remember like there being quite a big mar- marketing campaign around the time it came out. It's like on all the buses and bus stops and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember coming out and thinking it looked like a sort of old fashioned star vehicle. You know, two sexy leads in a sexy film. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I also remember a bit of controversy around the choices one of the character makes in the film um mm-hmm. which i think we'll come on to because it's sort of unavoidable we'll we'll deal with that further down the road but i do remember when it came out and people were reviewing it i remember people talking about that which i'm quite interested to talk to you about we'll come on to oh interesting so i went into this with with relatively low expectations but when you picked it remember mm-hmm. you saying you thought i was gonna hate this yes I, yes what, and i still do think that what, but why, why did you think i was gonna hate it 
because... Because I'm a horrible, I mean think, person? No, not at all. But there is... I think there are some things to not like about it. Mm. And I guess I felt that those things you would feel quite passionately about. Mm. And I feel, like me a little bit, you're almost... Or you may almost be frustrated at the wasted opportunity. That's not... Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I didn't hate it. I didn't okay, hate it. I, 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 uh, I was, so it's, it's a weird one. I was pleasantly surprised because my expectations were so low, but I didn't like come away being absolutely blown away or anything like that. But so you hadn't seen it. No, I hadn't seen it. No, I'd heard of it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. So I knew, I knew some of the, um, yeah, sorry. I should have said that <laughs> when you asked me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I knew, I knew what I already knew what I've already said, but, uh, but no, I hadn't seen it. So my expectations mm. were low based on that, but also based on you going, you're going to hate it. <laughs> Um, but I think there was stuff to like in it so you've watched it again so what did you like about it so I do really like the concept I think this is a great idea with undertones of real darkness and inner turmoil and despair and I think you see some of this from Jim so Chris Pratt's character when he's been alone on the ship for a year and is contemplating waking Aurora up so we sort of watch him fall into insanity and he very nearly kills himself Mm. and there's like this exploration into isolation and having the temptation to end it right there in front of you because it's not like on a desert island or being lost in the mountains or whatever where there is no one else around and you have no choice and it's out of your control he's on a ship with thousands of other people and he can see them all pretty much so I like the questions and the dilemmas that it poses Mm. as all good sci-fi does yeah yeah they they always ask a question don't they Mm. um which this definitely asks several (laughs) um which I'm sure (laughs) we'll get into so what else did you like about it so I I think it looks really good. All the futuristic spaceship stuff looks great. It all looks very slick and up to date even now, I thought. And then outside the spaceship, so Jim goes on a spacewalk and then he takes Aurora along with him later in the film on another spacewalk. And these look really good. And I think do a good job at conveying, you know, how empty and massive and lonely space is. Um, Aurora's in a swimming pool at one point and the gravity switches off. So then she's swimming in like this big floating ball of water. I thought that looked pretty good as well. Um, we've got two wonderful supporting actors in Michael Sheen, who plays <laughs> Arthur, the robot bartender, and Lawrence Fishburne, who plays Gus, a deck chief officer. He wakes up later, around two-thirds of the way into the film. Uh, Michael Sheen's doing that typical kind of innocent, well-meaning thing that you see with a lot of robots or yeah. AI machines. Mm. And I just love watching him. Um, well, you love, you love Michael Sheen, don't you? <laughs> I do, yeah. He's he's fabulous. Another wonderful Welsh export. Um, Also, the bar that he's manning feels quite similar to the one in The Shining, uh, which again evokes those feelings of isolation and loneliness. That's definitely a deliberate choice, isn't it? Oh, I mean... If it's, I can't imagine it not being right. Yeah. She's like, oh, I had no idea. What's the shining? Do you know what I mean? The the, the set designer. Why does it not at the bar um, from Cheers? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a totally different film. Um, and with Gus, I feel like you get so much from him in such a short space of time. You know, he realises pretty early on that he's not going to live very long because his machine like malfunctioned as it was waking him up. And I think you really feel the gravity of that with him. Mm. Um, what did you? What were your kind of thoughts on the cast and the performance? Obviously, it's very limited because it's mostly just the two of them. Yeah, and then you get the odd um, supporting roles. Don't overall, you? I really enjoyed it. I do like Chris Pratt. Mm. I think he's very charismatic. He'll always be Andy from Parks and Rec to me. But even now, he, uh, now he's buff and handsome. Um, look, yeah, I love Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's um, he's very good in this. It's, I've not really seen him 
do something where he's he often is the character that is likable, whereas in this he has to make some choices that are not, or he does make some choices that make him not very likable. Um, but I think he's good. If you like Chris Pratt's bum, uh, that's in that's in this a fair amount. So check that out. <laughs> yeah. um, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is. I mean, I, I wouldn't say she's underrated because she's she's very very highly rated, but she's brilliant in this. You know, there's a particular moment in it where she finds out that he's woken her up, and essentially she's gonna she's gonna die and never get to her destination. She has a breakdown, and it's just fantastic piece of acting. She's always good, Jennifer Lawrence. She always brings a lot of heart, a lot of charm, a lot of something. You know, a star quality to to her performances, isn't she? I think she's. She's brilliant in this. I think the the most important thing about the performances in this film is, is that those two have really, really great chemistry. Because mm. like you say, it's it's just those two for a great portion of the film. And if it was people who didn't have chemistry or if it was worst act- actors, this would be a this would be a rubbish film. Um but it's not, and those two very much, you know, elevate it to a to a new to a new level. Like you said, I mean you touched on it a little bit there. The look and the sound of the film as well, I really enjoyed. I've got the the gravity lost pool bit here as well, the bit where she's swimming in the mm. pool. And there's a little bit where they do a, a slingshot around a star. Really love that bit. Oh yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? It reminded me a bit of sunshine. Yeah, a little that. bit of sunshine, yeah, mm. which 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 we covered and never released. <laughs> yeah. So so maybe we'll do it again one day. Um there's a looks like you said there's some good space walking stuff in it. The set design mm. overall is really really good. I, it, it it's re- good, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Wally. Have you seen Wally? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and just bouncing off that quickly as well, you get that like there's a good sequence at the beginning where there is no there is no dialogue yeah. and there's no human action really. It's all just like screens and computers yeah. and radars and graphics and all that. And that reminded me of Wally as well. So yeah, our, yeah, our brains so, were matched there, Josh. So did you, I mean, you know, we've we've seen this sort of thing, spaceships and stuff. We've we, you know, you feel like you've seen every different variation of it. But there were mm. little things in this that I thought were different. You know, there's 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 bits of comedy that you find, which is quite surprising, I suppose, considering the film itself is quite heavy at times. But you know, there's little bits like there's loads of different restaurants on this spaceship, so all the robots mm. in the Mexican restaurant are Mexican and all the restaurant all the robots in the sushi restaurant are Japanese like speaking Japanese mm-hmm. and dressed like sushi chefs and stuff and I, I don't know but yeah I, I found that like quite funny quite endearing quite an in, quite a nice little touch um again like back to what I was saying there, the music I think is is brilliant so it's it's Thomas Newman who's done some of the more recent bomb films but he, he is most famous for American Beauty um and I love his music I think he's one of, I do actually think he's probably one of the more underrated composers I think he's often overshadowed by you Hans Zimmers and stuff like that, but I think he's brilliant. What he does really well is use really simple tunes and like metronomes, a lot of talk, ticking and talking to make you feel tense. Um, mm. And I think he does that in this really, really well. So yeah, um, overall that that is probably a summary of all the things I liked about it. I, I do think there was there was things to like in there. Like I said, looked amazing, mm. sounded amazing. I can see why if you went to see this on a massive screen, it'd be quite an experience. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. One for the cinema, one for IMAX. Yeah, possibly. probably, probably. Which, and you know, I don't have an IMAX in my house. Do you not? No, I know Shocking. you. I know you Call do. Call yourself a film buff. You've got all those. Oh. You've got the dollar dollar bills, haven't you? So you've got the IMAX, <laughs> IMAX screen in the house. I got that TV money. <laughs> <laughs> um, what What else did you like? So I felt like. 
Because sort of, you touched on it a little bit there, but there are a few moments and sequences in Amongst It All that I thought really stood out and were either impressive, moving or funny. One of them is when Jim hasn't been awake for that long and he's doing loads of exploring around the ship, like just trying to suss everything out and trying to figure out, you know, how to hack things so he can enjoy the more luxurious side of the ship. We get this sequence where he's playing basketball, he does a dance-off with a computer, he breaks into somewhere called the Vienna Suite, and then we watch him (laughs) doing loads of stuff as his hair and beards start growing very long Mm. to show the passing of time, which is a little bit cliche, but I'm glad that that's how they chose to do it instead of just putting a bit of text on screen that said, like, one year later. Yeah, it is cliche, but I I didn't mind that. There's a lot of repetition in the film. There's a lot of, like, Mm. everything you see him do when he wakes Jennifer Lawrence's character, they then do again. Then you see her doing it on her own. And there's Mm. a lot of repetition, but I think that's an obvious choice to show isolation boredom that sort of thing absolutely yeah there would be repetition like there's about six or seven different things that they can do yeah and they're there forever right (laughs) 90 years they're literally (laughs) gonna yeah they're gonna live and die of old age on the ship so Mm -hmm. how much can you dance with a robot (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of dislikes there's a few other little bits, but I suppose the big one, and the, so the big dilemma, the big question that came out of this that a lot of people commented on when the film came out is essentially, there's a probably, a, I think a lot of people, and I'll tell you my opinion on it, you can say yours, but what a lot of people seem to have an issue with was that idea of ownership. So, mm-hmm. so he is lonely, he's isolated on the ship, there's been a malfunction, he's woken up. So he becomes obsessed with Jennifer Lawrence's character while she's asleep, and eventually time takes its toll and he breaks and he wakes her up. Now, waking her up, thinking that she can't then be put back to sleep, what he's essentially doing is knowing that she'll die of old age or illness or something like that. So is, he is murdering her, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And her character says that. Her character says it in the film. She says it's murder. It's just, you know, it's just that I'm not dead yet. I just have to live out my life. Um, mm-hmm. And that is what a lot of people had an issue with, was that he woke her up. I think I think some people might have been slightly reductive on it by saying, you know, he fancied Jennifer Lawrence, so he woke her up and killed her. Um, mm-hmm. And I was interested to know, would you wake Jennifer Lawrence up? No, what would you? What would? What did you? What did you <laughs> think about that? Like, because it's sort of the moral dilemma that the whole film is is based on. Well, yeah, so, like so, that needs to happen. Yeah, so what do for you the think? film to happen? Yeah, and that's so it needs to happen for the film to happen. So I didn't like. I didn't really have an issue with it. The film doesn't paint it like he's doing a good thing. And that's the point, isn't and it? And he, he is clearly going insane. Yeah. Like, and he, he, he fights with it for a long time. Like we mm. see him saying, you can't do it, you can't do it. And then, oh no, but you've got to do it because you're going mad. He nearly kills himself. Like he puts himself in the airlock, ready to blow himself out into space. And then he has like a split second of clarity where he doesn't do it. And then he runs away, clearly terrified at his own demons, kind of trying to run away from himself and stuff. He, he is torn up about it, and I do feel like you get that sense. Yeah. And when he starts obsessing over her, and then even after she's woken up, you can see, like there's, I can see at least, a madness in his eyes. Mm. And then you feel really tense because it's all about, oh God, how long until she finds out? Because we know, you know, the way the film's going to go, obviously he's going to mm. get found out eventually. Like in Imperium, you know, he's like an undercover mm-hmm. cop and you're just on the edge of your it's seat a, waiting a, for him a, to get yeah, found it's, out. It's a MacGuffin that you're waiting to find, isn't it? Yeah. So I didn't, I, I don't have an issue with it at all no. because it, he's not painted out 
to be the good guy. It's not painted out as if it's a good thing. I guess the only tricky thing is that, you know, he does all this and still in the end, oh, I've fallen in love with and you, maybe Jim, that's, and let's, yeah. let's live and, our and that, lives out together. that's what I wanted to, what I was going to say was perhaps, because I, that my, what I was thinking was the same as you, which is his actions aren't born out of like him being sadistic or him wanting any power or even a sense of ownership. It's born out of loneliness. And yeah, okay. Crippling, insane, inducing yeah. loneliness. And, and okay, he picks the he picks a pretty lady, so perhaps there's that element of it, whereas there's, 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 you know, why didn't he just pick a bloke to be mates with? But mm. I don't know. I guess his actions aren't supposed to be rational, are they? Because he's supposed mm-hmm. to have gone slowly, sort of insane because of isolation over a year and maybe the mm-hmm. issue is not is not with his choice but but with the treatment of it which is like you say which is ultimately she finds out yes she stays mad at him i think they even say she stays mad at him for like a year or mm. certainly it's a long time and then she does forgive him and then they fall in love and spend well you don't see it but you presume they spend the rest of their lives together mm. so is but then is is that an issue because ultimately yes she'd be mad at someone but at some point would you go but it's either be on my own and be mad at him for the next 50 years or just make, you know, just sort of go, well, it's happened and yeah, I'm mad at him, but I might as well have some companionship. But she does have the option of going back in, That's doesn't true. she? Because yeah, of that true. medical yeah. pod yeah. thing. So is that an um, issue as well? Is that is that an issue? Like the fact that he could have, she he could have rectified the situation? Well, but but she she chooses not to, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, so she's at least being given the the autonomy to make the choice there. Like he said, listen, I figured out that you can go back mm. into stasis if you go in the medical pod, the like hospital pod, whatever the crap it is. Um, and she decides not to do that. So I wonder if that's like a bit of his redemption. But I wonder if these people who were frustrated or pissed off at that would have felt better if she had yeah, actually or done if, it and gone back into yeah, stasis. If she, like you say, if she, if she, had, she hadn't fall, fallen in love with him. I do have a point about yeah. the going back into stasis, which I'll make in a minute. But ultimately, just I suppose just to round this point off, it's a story. It's a film. It's not saying... It's lads, not, don't yeah, get too upset. It's not, a docu- <laughs> lad, lads, it's not a documentary. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not about, you know, making him out to be a good person. There, I mean, there are plenty of characters in fiction who make much worse choices than... He does, and oh, and then made you know, and then, me, yes. and then made Let's out to be. Let's list them off, exactly, shall we? No, we exactly. Um, so I thought that was interesting, and that did. I think that hung like an albatross around the neck of this film for right. quite a while. Okay, I think it was remembered as oh, the film where Chris Pratt murders Jennifer Lawrence because he thinks she's fit. And I right, think okay. I think life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I can see the logic of that, but I think that also... It's a film which is trying to tell a story. It's talking about moral dilemma and it's not making out like it. he just wanted to, you know, have sex with Jennifer Lawrence and she's an object. It's making, I do think, I think you feel the weight of his decision, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I did. He's clearly despairing. Yeah. And again, to, to think like that says that Jennifer Lawrence's, Aurora's ultimate decision means nothing. It's like, well, you're taking that away from her then, or, you, or you're saying that Aurora isn't capable of fixing her own life yeah. and, and taking ownership of her own life, even though she very much is. And Chris Pratt has said, like, you can go back in this and, you know, you can wake up on the new planet and everything will be fine, and then she chooses not to. Yeah. So I think looking at it that way is completely ignoring that part of the film, and it just feels a bit convenient to be yeah. like, oh, another misogynistic guy the, just wanting the pretty lady. There's other bits, isn't there, where she says things like, I can't live on this shit without you or I can't do this without you. And I get maybe people would say that's, oh, it's a woman's age, you can't live without a man sort of thing. But if she doesn't have him, then she's alone. Yeah. And she'll go insane and too. And she'll go insane too. <laughs> so I don't know. I do have an idea which we'll come on to of like how you could have perhaps changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 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 I'm not sure. Was there anything, before we go on to the, the weightier issue, let's put a, a lighter note in between. <laughs> was there anything else that you didn't like that's, that, that you want to touch on? So Yeah, there, there was quite a bit, actually, that I did dislike about the film, and I don't think I'll be able to cover all of it in detail, so I'll just offer some more mm. broader points. And two of these points are going to completely disagree with two of the things that you said, <laughs> so that'll be an interesting yeah. debate that we've had very differing ideas. Uh, so for me, Aurora feels really two-dimensional, and I found that I didn't feel anything for her, and that I actually felt more for Gus, who's like in the film for a fraction of the time. Mm. And I don't know if this is down to Jennifer Lawrence's performance or what is a pretty basic and simple script for the most part, but I just don't get any depth from her whatsoever. And just moving on from that, as I did mention the script, some of it was quite weak. And I feel like a lot of the time characters were stating the obvious, like when Jim says, I woke up too early. And it's like, yeah, we got Mm. that, buddy. Like you can show us that. You don't need to tell us that. And I feel like there was a lot of that going on where I'd already come to a conclusion and then a character was like, oh my God, it's this thing or that thing. And I was like, yeah, I know. Mm. Like I got all that from the action that just happened. Um, I also think that Chris Pratt's performance does suffer a little bit at the beginning of the film when he's on his own. And it's not until he has other actors present and acting across from him that he really gets into his stride. So I wonder possibly if he was maybe miscast slightly for something like this or if again, the script. Yeah, just let him down. He does bounce off other actors very well, doesn't he, Chris Pratt? It seems so that maybe way. that's and what he's good when at. When you think about 
Parks and Rec, Ooh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, like they're these big ensembles. There's Ooh. loads of people around for him to joke with. And I felt like when he was on his own, he was just a little bit less convincing. Yeah, perhaps. perhaps. So, so the points there you made about, about Jennifer Lawrence's character. So I'd, I'd not thought of that, about how underwritten she was. But now you think, now I'm thinking about it. I would agree because she's not, they don't even really show her to have any flaws or anything like that. She's, she's a bit of a Mary Sue, isn't she? She's a bit perfect. She's just, she's, mm -hmm. she's good at everything. So perhaps she's, she's, she's underwritten slightly. I do think she's still good in it. I do think Jennifer Lawrence is still good in it in the more emotive moments, but I do agree that perhaps her character is a little underwritten and that Chris Pratt's character. Yeah. Maybe he could have done with, with bouncing off other people a little bit. I think as well with Aurora, like she's on, she's going on this voyage, like just because. Yeah. Like the whole thing is that, oh, I just want an, an adventure and, you know, I want a story to tell. And then she's watching these videos of like all her <laughs> friends saying like, oh, we're going to really miss you and all this. So I'd, I guess I would have preferred it if she was running away from something maybe. Yeah. Or maybe if she'd more lost everything. But just, yeah. it was more kind of like, Things were quite good. My dad was very successful. I had brilliant, wonderful friends, but I just came for yeah. the adventure. Yeah. That just felt a bit hollow. Why, I guess. why are you leaving Earth behind? Oh well, have you got? Have you like? Have you got no friends? No, I've got loads of friends. Yeah, are you wanted. I'll, are you a criminal? I'll never see them did again. Did you do something? Yeah, did you do something <laughs> horrendous? Like, give me something, right? Um, also, to disagree with you, I thought the music was terrible. Oh, really? Like, I, I just wanted it to stop. It was almost constant. It was obvious. It didn't work for me. It didn't fit for me. And it actively ruined many of the scenes. A particularly bad moment is when Aurora starts interviewing Jim, you know, because she's a yeah, journalist. So yeah. to pass some time and to get to know him or whatever, she starts interviewing him. And they're walking around the ship, looking at all the other passengers. And this really weird, romantic, playful, almost Disney-like music is playing. And I just wasn't a fan and I just don't think it did the scene any favours. Oh, wow. So oh. I just wasn't here for it at well, all. I suppose music, it's one of those things, isn't it? It is something that strikes an instant reaction in you. And if you do like it, you really notice it. But if you don't like exactly. it, you also really you notice connect it. To so. it. Yeah, and if you connected to it, that's absolutely fine. But I think for me... It was just, it was kind of the wrong tone, yeah. I guess. But then that's on me and that's my oh, own absolutely. And there's assumptions not, there's not, of what I the film should be. I didn't love all the music. I just remember there being certain scenes where I really enjoyed the score, particularly in some yeah. of the more epic um, panoramic you know, views of like space and stuff. Scenes, but but I, yeah. Yeah, like you say, like you say, to each his own. And also to agree with another point you made, I would agree that some of the script is a little cliched or, or or cheesy there's a bit isn't there there's, they literally use that that time old time old line of um do you trust me they're about to do something yeah, do you trust yeah. me and it's like come on we've we've seen it i mean it's been in fucking <laughs> aladdin man like, it's not like yeah. we don't we don't need to see it in this um interesting though interesting that we've, we've got almost equal likes and dislikes so let's move on another question i wanted to pose to you so i've got two points here one is mm -hmm. a plot hole or something I'd change. One is one is okay. definitely one I'd change, and one is a bit of a plot hole. What do you want to hear first? Oh, go with the go with the plot hole. So the plot hole is so obviously they are the only two people left, and they at the end you get to the planet where they're going to, and everyone wakes up, including Andy Garcia, who has no lines for some reason as the captain, right. and sees that they have lived <laughs> their life 90 years or, well, it's 90 years later, presumably they've died sometime before that, and they've lived a life, they've built a house, they've got a tree, and it's all beautiful, and they've lived this life together, and they've left mm. them a note. 
Now, the whole thing is they discover that you can refreeze people, right? Mm-hmm. And they've only got 90 years to go. And mm-hmm. there's 5,000 people on the ship. So just unfreeze a couple of people at a time. And just do like two people do six months at a time and then you refreeze each other and you just have it on a rotation so that actually you get to go to the planet in the end and go and live out your life together. Because if you woke up two people up once they got over it, if you then went, then we'll refreeze you, you wait two up, you refreeze, you know what I mean? And eventually everyone might have to be awake for like six months, but there's enough people on that ship to do 90 years and then and then refreeze each other. So they didn't have to live out their life on the ship. But what if, so So do we know that they can refreeze then and it's not just that one like medical pod that they figured out? Oh, you mean because it's only one pod? Yeah. Or do you mean in that no, one I, pod? I get, I like, get, no, I think, I think every pod is a medical pod, isn't it? Isn't every pod meant to be the same? When, I don't think so because it's that one pod where you have to do like medical procedures, oh, right. isn't it? But then I suppose, and that's the one where they figure out how to do it. I suppose it. even then you could still have a rotation where even if it meant mm-hmm. one person was on their own for six months at a time. But then you wouldn't get the big romantic ending, and Then you wouldn't get the big Josh, romantic where they ending. die together. Um, so that was the, I, I suppose <laughs> that was the plot hole a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not a plot hole. It's just this. And uh, I suppose the issue with this sort of film is there is, there is always a yeah, but it's like time travel, isn't yeah. it? Or, or anything like that. It's always well, like, well, yeah. yeah, but they couldn't just do this, couldn't they? Yeah. If you really wanted to survive, you'd have come up with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and the other point about what a change is, and it's not, again, this isn't a, I'd absolutely change it, but perhaps at the end, would it have been more interesting for Aurora to see Jim die and then do the same thing herself? And it'd be like a bit more of a circle, full circle sort of thing of, you know, mm. she lets him die. And then a year later, it's, oh, I realize why he, un- he did it to me. So I did it to someone else. And then maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe it's making a bit more of a point about like, yeah. About, human nature you know oh he's such a bastard shit i do i see why he did it i and i'm the bastard the same. yeah yeah that's what i yep. would have done i think that would have been i think that would have been a cool yeah. ending um, that would have been see, good see yep. between us we could have done it <laughs> and the other question <laughs> i had is being alone in a spacecraft with unlimited food drink and no one bothering you is this your dream me yeah. uh yeah yeah it is like for some people this is a horror film for me it's a dream come true <laughs> Okay, so we will move on then to talking about the critical reception, which I haven't seen, but you have. Yes, indeed. I have it in front of me. So if you were going to guess, Josh, what would you give it? What do you think it got? So I would say it's quite middle of the road, maybe. I mean, I know mm. we, don't, we you know, I don't like to put numbers on stuff, but five, I guess. Um, how mm. do I think it did? Well, I know it was pretty critically battered. Mm. But I also feel like there's probably are some people out there that that did like it, so mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it elevates out to a ooh mid five. Okay, interesting. So at the time of recording on IMDb, it got seven. Ooh, bang on seven point oh. Uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience gave it sixty three percent, and the critics gave it thirty percent, uh, which was kind of the the main reason that I chose it and that I thought it was perhaps underrated. The critics' consensus is that Passengers proves Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence work well together mm. and that even their chemistry isn't enough to overcome a fl- fatally flawed story. Um, 
So what are we right? What do we think that averages out to? Probably what you said, actually, like a five and a half, yeah, right? Think, if you take uh, all those scores So together. it probably averages out about what I said, but in terms of making the decision, mm. I think we've got to look at the critics, really, haven't we? Because this is the thing with this pub, which we've, I know we've said before, and we'll definitely say again, which is audience members will go on and rate it pretty much if they like it, whereas critics, mm-hmm. it's, it's a more, you know, we're talking about critical reception, aren't we? Not audience reception, I guess, yeah. in some ways. So what do the critics give you? 30? 30. Yeah, so f- for me, there are flaws with it. There are some, there are some issues with it, which, we, which we've touched on. There's probably more which we haven't. But it's not that bad. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. And I think we were able to come up with a lot of redeemable yeah. qualities there. And we, we made a lot of points that about, you know, made a lot of points of things that do make a film good, I think. But it is flawed. But it's not but terrible. But it's not 30% flawed. And that's yeah, the point. No, I agree. So, yeah. so yeah, so there we go. Underrated? Underrated. Passengers, underrated. Well, there we go. Passengers, underrated. I was really surprised and interested with your reaction to that, Josh. I must say, you didn't, didn't hate, hate it. Did I, didn't hate it as much as you, as you thought I would. You surprised me. Uh, but anyway, what are we going to be watching for next week? Oh, I'm excited for this one, Alice. Uh, yeah, oh, go on. Give it to me. Next week, we are going to be talking about... Are mm. you ready? Mm-hmm. What would you think if I said to you, couple of sexy foxes? Hmm. <laughs> or if I, I said to, to you... If I said to what you, have I told you about your weird internet <laughs> films, Josh? Yeah, this is sorry, not the place. Yeah. That, was for just, that was for just porn and that. I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so next week we're going to be talking about Disney's Robin Hood with the foxes. Gosh, wowzers, okie dokie. Yeah. And I'll say no more. Say I no more, say, no, say more. no more. Disney's Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about Disney's Robin Hood. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a film, please do. It's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. Just search for Just Films and That and you will find us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the big ones. And we're also on your televisions, Alice. We are indeed. We're on every Friday night from 6pm on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. You can also find us on Channel 195 on Sky. That's every Friday evening from 6pm on the local TV network. Yes, there you go. Lots of ways to see us, hear us, and get in touch. So please, uh, please do. And as ever, you listen to this is massively appreciated by by all of us here. Um, well, join us next week. Where we're going to be talking about a couple of foxes and some other animals in Disney's Robin Hood. There and until go. then, uh, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.